Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We've come now to day 180, 180 days. That's uh, pretty close to half a year right there, huh? Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for bringing us through uh, so much of your word in this first half of a year of this three-year plan. Thank you for what you've already taught us, and we pray that you would teach us again today. Be our teacher and our guide through Leviticus 27. By your Holy Spirit, who inspired these words, may you illumine our hearts and minds to understand and receive these words. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Leviticus chapter 27. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the people of Israel and say to them, If anyone makes a special vow to the Lord involving the valuation of persons, then the valuation of a male from 20 years old up to 60 years old shall be 50 shekels of silver according to the shekel of the sanctuary. If the person is a female, the valuation shall be 30 shekels. If the person is from 5 years old up to 20 years old, the valuation shall be for a male 20 shekels and for a female 10 shekels. If the person is from a month old up to five years, the valuation shall be for a male five shekels of silver, and for a female the valuation shall be three shekels of silver. And if the person is 60 years old or over, then the valuation for a male shall be 15 shekels, and for a female 10 shekels. And if someone is too poor to pay the valuation, then he shall be made to stand before the priest, and the priest shall value him, and the priest shall value him according to what the vower can afford. If the vow is an animal that may be offered as an offering to the Lord, all of it that he gives to the Lord is holy. He shall not exchange it or make a substitute for it, good for bad or bad for good. And if he does, in fact, substitute one animal for another, then both it and the substitute shall be holy. And if it is any unclean animal that may not be offered as an offering to the Lord, then he shall stand before the animal, he shall stand the animal before the priest, and the priest shall value it as either good or bad, as the priest values it, so it shall be. But if he wishes to redeem it, he shall add a fifth to the valuation. When a man dedicates his house as a holy gift to the Lord, the priest shall value it, either as good or bad, as the priest values it, so it shall stand. And if the donor wishes to redeem his house, he shall add a fifth to the valuation price, and it shall be his. If a man dedicates to the Lord part of the land that is his possession, then the valuation shall be in proportion to its seed. A homer of barley seed shall be valued at 50 shekels of silver, If he dedicates his field from the year of Jubilee, the valuation shall stand. But if he dedicates his field after the Jubilee, then the priest shall calculate the price according to the years that remain until the year of Jubilee, and a deduction shall be made from the valuation. And if he who dedicates the field wishes to redeem redeem it, then he shall add a fifth to its valuation price, and it shall remain his. 
But if he does not wish to redeem the field, or if he has sold the field to another man, it shall not be redeemed any more. But the field, when it is released in the Jubilee, shall be a holy gift to the Lord, like a field that has been devoted. The priest shall be in possession of it. If he dedicates to the Lord a field that he has bought, which is not part of his possession, then the priest shall calculate the amount of the valuation for it up to the year of the Jubilee, and the man shall give the valuation on that day as a holy gift to the Lord. In the year of Jubilee, the field shall return to him from whom it was bought, to whom the land belongs as a possession. Every valuation shall be according to the shekel of the sanctuary. Twenty geras shall make a shekel. But a firstborn of animals, which as a firstborn belongs to the Lord, no man may dedicate, whether ox or sheep, it is the Lord's. And if it is an unclean animal, then he shall buy it back at the valuation and add a fifth to it. Or if it is not redeemed, it shall be sold at the valuation. But no devoted thing that a man devotes to the Lord of anything that he has, whether man or beast or of his inherited field, shall be sold or redeemed. Every devoted thing is most holy to the Lord. No one devoted, who is to be devoted for destruction from mankind, shall be ransomed. He shall surely be put to death. Every tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the trees, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. If a man wishes to redeem some of his tithe, he shall add a fifth to it. And every tithe of herds and flocks, every tenth animal of all that passes under the herdsman's staff, shall be holy to the Lord. One shall not differentiate between good and bad, neither shall he make a substitution for it. And if he does substitute for it, then both it and the substitute shall be holy. It shall not be redeemed. These are the commandments that the Lord commanded Moses for the people of Israel on Mount Sinai. That is Leviticus 27. And with Leviticus 27, we come to the end of Leviticus. And next we have the book of Numbers, which we'll be getting to, I think, in a few days. But Leviticus 27, we end Leviticus with this theme of redemption and of things dedicated to the Lord. So God is trying to teach the people of Israel to understand that everything they have comes from him, and really everything they have ultimately belongs to him. And so there is a system in place for different vows that could be made or different offerings that could be made or different animals that could be dedicated to the Lord, etc. The first category has to do with making a vow involving, you know, dedicating persons to the Lord. People can't be sacrificed. That should be rather obvious. Uh, God's law strictly forbid human sacrifice. So if you made a vow that involved dedicating a person to the Lord, then that person would have to be redeemed. There would have to be a redemption price for them to be ransomed from death. And that redemption price would vary, and it seems to be based upon roughly what a person would be worth as a slave, as you know, if they were bought or sold, uh, which, which seems to us an odd way to measure it. But really, this is a way of 
of people being able to express a sense of gratitude to God and make a vow to God. And then, of course, they're not going to sacrifice a person. So they give an amount of money dedicated to the temple worship, to the worship of God. And so it's a way, a practical way of being able to convert this, you know, heartfelt vow that you might make and uh, convert it to dedicating a person. Later, when we get to the book of Judges, one of the most famous vows in the Bible regarding a person is the, the judge Jephthah. And he vows that the first thing that comes out of his house, he's going to offer to the Lord uh, when he comes back from a victory and happens to be his daughter. This would have provided a way, would have provided a way for Jephthah to re be able to redeem his daughter from this vow. However, apparently the law of God wasn't really being taught much in the day of the judges. And so even Jephthah as a judge did not know the law of God. And so that was not a good situation uh, in what he did. So more commonly, probably, is a vow involving offering animals to the Lord. So you might be, you know, you can imagine a, a Israelite farmer praying for their flocks, that their flocks would give birth and would multiply. And he might vow, I'm going to give uh, this, you know, a, a tenth of this flock to the Lord. I'm going to give, you know, half of my flock to the Lord or whatever. And so there were rules and regulations. If it was an animal that could be offered to the Lord, then that animal is holy to the Lord. You don't exchange it. You don't substitute for it. Um, and if you do try to make a substitution, then you're going to end up having both of them be holy to the Lord. This is to keep someone from saying, well, um, I vowed this, but I'm really going to give this instead because it kind of gets me out of it. God takes his word very seriously when he makes promises to us. And he expects us to take our word very seriously when we make vows to him. He holds us accountable for the vows that we, that we make. Someone might vow his house or someone might vow his land. And again, in some of these cases, there are ways to redeem, but when you redeem, you add up a fifth to the valuation price. All of this language about vows and about redeeming and about keeping your word and about not making substitutes, it all ought to call to mind redemption language that is very powerful and very Christ-centered because God made certain vows, certain covenant promises. He made them when he promised that the seed of the woman would crush the head of the serpent, even as the serpent would crush the heel of the seed of the woman. That was a, a promise of redemption from the serpent's tyranny over people. But he also made a vow when he came to uh, Abraham in Genesis 15, and he had Abraham sever the animal halves, and God passed through saying, I will surely keep my promise to you. And if I don't keep my promise, then then I'll take this vow. I'll take this curse upon myself. He made further vows to Abraham with the sign of, of circumcision, identifying Abraham and his people as being God's people. So God has a people that he has vowed to take for himself, that he has vowed to release from bondage to sin and Satan and death and to bring into life and there and to redeem those people from the bondage to corruption to the bondage to Satan, there is a ransom price, a redemption price that has to be paid. In the Mosaic law, the redemption price would be the full value of what is being redeemed plus a fifth. There's an extra, extra that has to be paid. Well, the redemption price that God paid was 
the life of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, which is far more than a fifth added to the value of all of God's people. You take all of God's people throughout all of time and all of the value they are to the Lord. And of course, the Lord Jesus Christ, as the sinless son of God, the infinite, eternal, holy one, he is He's beyond measure. I mean, he's infinite in his worth and in his glory. And so to, for God to keep his word, to keep his vow, and to redeem his people at such a cost is what we should remember. We are holy to the Lord. We belong to the Lord. We've been set apart by God, for God, and for his glorious purposes. And the vow that he has kept to redeem us has cost him the life of his son. And so that is where all of this language should ultimately draw our hearts, that to be holy to the Lord, we are dedicated to him and the redemption price to win us back from our bondage to corruption because we sold ourselves under sin and under Satan and unto death has been the life of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you for paying such a price to set us free, to redeem us to be your own, to release us from our condemnation and bring us into your possession as your holy and beloved ones forever. Oh, what a price to pay for us. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. May we live as the holy people that you have made us to be. May we rejoice as those who have been redeemed at such a price. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, that is Leviticus chapter 27. And tomorrow, our plan is to go to the Psalms. And so we'll be in Psalms 30 and 31. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm -hmm.